0: i'm zach i'm riff i'm jim and i'm kevin and it's time for episode number 253 of video games hot dog a podcast about video games
1: yay
0: your sneezing fit kevin reminded me of uh uh yesterday i went to uh, in n out burger okay. okay near like mere woods uh, we were we were uh, just doing some northern california tourism with some visitors that amelia has in town and uh We were sitting outside eating our In-N-Out burgers, and this man walked out and just walked up to the table next to us and said, Guys, I got to tell you, while your fries were sitting on the counter, a little kid just, like, sneezed all over them.
2: All over your fries? And nobody did anything about it.
0: The the neighboring person's fries. He he went to warn these people that their fries had been sneezed on by a child and that no one in the restaurant, neither the child's parents nor the people who worked there, had done anything about it. Wow. wow, gross. Yeah, the guy was dubious. Well, <laughs> he didn't seem like a hero exactly. He seemed like maybe a guy who thought he was a hero, <laughs> and that the attitude with which he sort of did this thing, which I think was the right thing to do, right? I mean, would I... you want to know? Oh yeah.
2: Yeah, 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 absolutely. You wouldn't just eat them and just not rather rather not know. Well, that's a good question. I mean... I, There's a lot of things I think I just don't want to know in my life.
0: Like about how many spiders you eat while you're exactly. asleep? Exactly.
2: Just no interest like in... Like about how many
0: spiders no, you I, have sex I with do while want you're asleep?
1: I do want to know that because I have a special rubber stamp that I stamp on the side of my bed for every spider that I eat. So oh, nice. I, I need that reporting.
3: <laughs> do you have any tele- telemetry set up for this? Like... Yeah, are you on track
2: for 2016?
3: <laughs> <laughs> How's your projection for Q2?
2: <laughs>
3: like, do you have a device that, like, hooks up to your mouth and there's, like, a grid of lasers?
0: Oh. Yeah, there's, like, a webcam attached to an Arduino that recognizes... It'll let spiders crawl into your mouth, but not <laughs> bats.
1: <laughs> oh, not bats. Okay. After the show, it's, I have to make some adjustments. <laughs>
0: You have to put an exclamation point before bats in that code. (laughs)
1: What
0: what do you think would be the worst thing to wake up with it in your mouth? (laughs) (laughs) The sun. Uh, sun.
4: (laughs) Okay, yeah, that'd be pretty Mm. bad. A
0: cockroach. Of the things that you could practically maybe expect to wake up with in your mouth. A a
2: gun. (laughs) Okay. is it is that gun attached to? It's a spider.
3: It's yeah. attached to a, it's spider. a
4: spider, cockroach,
1: okay. or yeah, yeah. Cockroaches are way worse than spiders.
2: Uh, oh, a yeah. human neck,
1: <laughs> just yeah. the neck part. I mean, just it like could be attached to a person or not? Cylinder. <laughs> just a
0: slice of a human neck, yeah, yeah. like a ham hock. Did you ever see in a museum like a like a cadaver that's been sliced into little oh, thin yeah. plates and put on a like one of those that would suck <laughs> Probably be I mean they're really big you know even even a sideways slice at the smallest point still pretty big it would hurt your cheeks and it would taste like formaldehyde That's not Kevin just held out his finger <laughs> as as though eh, a, as though that's the smallest thing on Kevin's body, and <laughs> B, as though the slide was would just be the one finger. Well, it wouldn't be just the one if finger. If you're pointing. It could be. Oh, if you were pointing when uh, Vincent when D'Onofrio slicing. sprung the trap. Yes. <laughs> Did
3: you ever see The Cell, Jim? Uh, I did, but I don't remember this trap you're talking about.
0: There's a part where uh, Jennifer Lopez is hanging out with a horse and then suddenly a a bunch of guillotines fall onto the horse that are made of glass and then separate the horse out into one of those like visible horse. Oh yes. I I actually do remember that. Yeah. 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 I always imagine that's how those happen. Like this person was alive when Vincent D'Onofrio guillotined them with a bunch of razor sharp panes of glass
3: yeah the other way you'd have to do it is by um just by making a clay model of a horse and then slicing it up and then painting each s- side of the slice to look like the inside of a horse. I hope you're imagining it mm-hmm. yeah, but you wouldn't would...
1: know you wouldn't know what to paint unless you already had a sliced up horse well but someone had to do it the right
0: way first. Yeah. But then everybody everybody gets to look at that. I mean that's the thing. It's like a candle, you know, you don't using your candle to light somebody else's doesn't make or, your candle go out. It's also like yogurt, where you can't make yogurt without yogurt. That's true, like sourdough mm. bread. Although you can make sourdough bread without sourdough bread. And I get I bet you can make yogurt without yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, somebody must have without yogurt. Well, either that or just Prometheus brought yogurt from the gods.
4: <laughs> I and saw that
0: movie, and that's why they made that that uh, buzzard just constantly eat the yogurt out of his out of his mouth. <laughs> okay, uh. a a buzzard's <laughs> mouth and some yogurt—that's the worst thing to be in your mouth. A buzzard's beak as it was eating a
2: dead mouse. Uh. What flavor is the yogurt? Dead mouse. Okay, M- you don't think that M- they're just on sort the of bottom. like yeah. <laughs> to make yogurt? You have to have the yogurt that came before. Which was uh, zogurt exogurt, uh, like it goes all the way back to gogurt oh. so gogurt yogurt? is like a' is like a much is a much earlier version of it, yeah,
0: but I think we we know that gogurt is a much later version of yogurt it is not your grandfather's yogurt,
2: <laughs> oh because it's your great great grandfather's <laughs> <Exactly>. yogurt okay <laughs> it's much older than your grandfather's yogurt do you think that the earliest yogurts tasted better sort of like the the earlier bananas tasted better before they were eradicated Mm -hmm. Mm. yeah
0: the ananas (laughs) or
2: pineapples (laughs) we are potentially just heading towards uh, a culture like a monoculture of the blandest possible foods right Mm
0: -hmm. i was reading that like how bananas aren't as
3: good (laughs) as they right. were. and like how yogurt isn't as good as gogurt but but doritos just keep getting tastier
2: <laughs> that's true because that's they're, they're grinding up all the old
0: food do they <laughs> or
3: early. do they just continue to be as tasty as they've I, always been well, i don't i actually don't know i know that it's not just a single point of tastiness because the first doritos were just tortilla chips what? oh well, sure but i mean the first do, the first
0: what, doritos that we ate
3: yeah. Wait. Right. The first Doritos were unseasoned, to my knowledge. Yes. This was maybe I read a different foodie article than you did. I no, I think this is all the same article. It was the one about
0: Doritos. It's about how Doritos are really good, and normal food is getting blander because it's I being selected didn't, I for didn't shelf actually life. Read
2: this oh. article. No. Oh. So I don't know what you guys are talking
3: about. So the thing that was interesting. Are you just a person that pretends to read articles?
2: <laughs> no, I don't. I didn't pretend to do anything.
3: Well, there were two things that were interesting to me. One is that. The uh, idea that not, on, not, as, not only is junk food getting tastier, but good food is actually getting less tasty as time goes on. I see. Like, a hundred years ago, tomatoes were the best thing.
2: heirloom tomatoes are really good today.
3: Yeah, but... But it, normal grocery store tomatoes are garbage and have been exactly. even since we were kids. Correct. Yeah. <clears throat> this is a much better version of the conversation we had like a month ago, Kevin. Yes. Um... The other thing was that uh, I think they used, like, a gas spectrometer to analyze the flavor of tacos. I thought
1: you were going to say guillotine.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, they they guillotined the tacos to separate all the flavors out. Right. And they put all those flavors in Dorito seasoning. Flavor guillotine. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And so... Uh, Doritos are literally... They taste like tacos.
2: Mm. Wait, what?
3: That's thats the intention anyway. They, th- yeah, and they well, don't really, though, right? I mean, they taste I mean, like Doritos.
0: Well, well yes. the
1: taco-flavored ones t- taste like tacos, right? Or are well, well but this was tacos, the original... Tor- Doritos th- in general...
0: Maybe maybe what I think of as Doritos, which is just Nacho Cheesier Doritos. Right. Do you remember when they were just Nacho Cheese Doritos and then they rebranded Cool Ranch to Cooler Ranch and Nacho Cheese Doritos
3: to Nacho Cheesier Doritos? I, I don't remember that. I believe that that happened in the late nineties. I, I bet I've I've been seeing this package my whole life and have not noticed it because I still read it as Cool Ranch. Is yeah. That
2: around the time that they had the like the democratic process around which color M M&M and M got booted off the island yeah, yeah that oh, sounds yeah.
3: that sounds like pretty
2: similar yeah because it was the people were choosing which was the new color and then like they just by fiat said we're getting rid of tan or something yeah right? i think so tan,
0: you know they already had a brown that makes a lot of sense if you're yeah. gonna lose one yeah. there weren't red m ms when we were kids like there were red m ms when our parents were kids i might be thinking of a different color no, there was one right. color red. that was yeah so there was there was some like moral panic about the red food dye. dye that had been used, and so they were just like, "All right, we're not going to have red M Ms anymore." So like,
1: yeah, it they reintroduced out it wasn't them even, it years like later. There was a different red dye that had been shown to potentially be cancer causing, but because
2: of the like, the, the g- yeah, media just like gen-
1: yeah, general general panic and nobody. No, no, yeah. no lay person knowing the difference between red dyes, McDon- or, uh, McDonald's, M&M's went ahead and said, <laughs> all right, no, we, we it, don't it, use that, but we're going to stop making red yeah. ones anyway. I mean, that's
3: stop why I describe it things things as a in general, m- general, just to, moral panic. We yeah. don't want to promote the color red when <clears throat> we, they make red by crushing up endangered beetles.
2: Does one of the M's in M&M's stand for McDonald's? It's like Mars and McDonald's. <laughs> oh, maybe. <laughs>
0: Yeah, the other one stands for Wendy's. It's just upside down. Right?
3: <laughs> yeah, oh, to finish my thought, though, um, Taco Bell makes a taco called the Doritos Locos Taco, right. which is... Yeah, it's taco with a taco-flavored shell. I, exactly. So mm. finally, Taco Jesus. Bell has made a taco that tastes like a taco.
1: Yeah, you know, except inside out. Those right. are
3: pretty fucking good, I, you if know, we're they, being honest. They really are.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't never, like a taco never had one I don't like a taco bell taco that much anymore, like I got spoiled by del taco uh, I way like actual good tacos i oh, okay. I
1: like Taco Bell much better than del taco
3: yeah i was, yeah so did Kevin, yeah, I was pretty unimpressed with the del taco I went to once, oh gosh, well, that's a shame they they made a decent um Big Mac, impri- like a, a fake Big yeah, Mac. Yeah, their
0: cheeseburger is surprisingly tolerable for a, <laughs> for a very, uh, what seems like an off-menu object. Their fries, they just—they do sort of like crinkle-cut fries that are yeah, actually I pretty do re- good. Yeah, I do
1: remember their fries being good. I'll give it
0: that. I'll still stop at a Del Taco when I'm driving between San Francisco and Phoenix because there's a lot of them.
2: I used to go to Taco Bell and just order like a dozen tacos and eat them in a sitting. Yeah,
0: And that was like a thing that you would eat between lunch and dinner.
2: Yes. Yeah, mm,
0: man. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: I was I had a voracious appetite. You're going to turn
0: kid. into a Taco Bell. It's possible in order to pull through the drive-through and <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you're going to turn into a driveway <laughs> and park into a Taco Bell. <laughs> we did puzzled pint last night. Oh yeah, that yeah. was a shit show. Yeah, oh, really? so yeah. so there is a website in San Francisco ismydayfucked.com. Dot com. It's really a website on the internet, so you can get to it from places other than San Francisco. It's just less relevant. It, it's essentially I think that it just has some API call that it makes to the Giants schedule ah. and it is for people who work in this neighborhood so it's like if there is a game that day yes my day is fucked yep. uh, because And it, it was
2: reporting all clear.
0: Yeah, it was because what it didn't know about the Guns N' Roses concert because that was presumably <laughs> not available to its API. Yeah.
2: There so were the venue that I have of chosen. Guns N' Roses fans 50,000 50,000 Guns N' Roses. Fans. Do you think there were
0: 25,000 guns and 25,000 roses? Fans. Mm, yeah. Why isn't there a gun bowl? That seems like a good name for a football game.
3: We're <laughs> just, just just a, a thing to bowl have bowl a make part party. Old, like yeah, the, <laughs> before the party starts. <laughs> yeah.
0: The, <laughs> whenever whenever you show up, throw your gun in this bowl and then later <laughs> grab a gun and then fuck the person whose gun that is. <laughs> That's
1: <the laughs> at gunpoint. <laughs> Um, yeah, Puzzle so Point was the, the Puzzle
0: Pint venue was overrun with Guns N' Roses fans. Yeah.
2: Luckily, hmm. a Puzzle Pint started uh, just at the same time as the concert ostensibly started, and so huh. ab- about about forty five minutes. S- so you just in had a so. time limit. <laughs> yeah, they like filtered out to go to their show. I was late for other reasons,
0: but it also took me an extra half hour to get to the to well, the venue hang because of Did- the traffic. <laughs>
3: So the the Puzzle Pint was fucked because of all the Guns N' Roses fans who were playing the... No,
2: they were just in the venue. Okay. They had, they had like completely the, the point filled the
0: like,
3: venue. Well, is, we heard about is... this thing, too, so
0: we'll go here. <laughs> yeah, right. I think there was zero crossover. Okay. Although, I was... I don't actually know what a San Francisco Guns N' Roses fan looks like. You do
2: know. Yeah. That's a good point. You've, you have a lot of examples now.
0: That's true. So it's like a 40-year-old woman wearing a Guns N' Roses tank top. <laughs> that is what a San Francisco Guns N' Roses fan looks like. Because that was basically the entire crowd. Yeah. Um, and then some ironic, like, tech bros.
2: Also wearing Guns N' Roses tank tops?
0: No, just, like, I don't know, some polo shirt or something. I don't even know. I okay. don't even know what they wear. Do they wear a polo shirt? Is that normcore? core? <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's possible. It's possible.
0: I don't know. A Guns N' Roses concert is pretty cool, and it is axiomatic that nothing cool ever
2: happens to or because of
0: a person in a polo shirt.
2: Do you do you wear polo shirts to play polo? Because that's pretty cool. Is it? Yeah. You're riding a horse and hitting a ball with a mallet. Yeah, it's just sort of like inconvenient croquet.
0: I think <laughs> you wear the polo shirts to play water polo. Okay. Oh, huh. So then it becomes like a sort of a wet polo shirt contest. <laughs> See, yeah. listen to how lame that sounds. <laughs> It just proves, proves the axiom. Puzzle plant was fine.
2: You to wear a T-shirt to drink tea. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: And to play golf. Right. Yeah, well, it's that kind of it's that kind of thing that they invented in Japan, where you uh, hit golf balls off of the nipples of a person who's laying down. <laughs> <laughs> they're
3: wearing a T-shirt. If you don't wear a graphic tee, you have to speak only in euphemism. Yep.
0: If you are a graphics tee, everybody will know that you like a sick clown bong. I don't get that. G-R-A-F-F-I-X is a, uh, a brand of... I think it's just a brand of bongs. Okay. Um, and they have, like, just a horrifying clown skull on them. Oh,
2: all right. Uh, yeah. That's it's, awful. Is it... Is that like a... I
0: don't I know,
3: they, paint the, they paint the skulls. I don't
1: think so. Makeup. I think it yeah, predates yeah, I think it's, Juggalo culture a long time.
0: I think it's more of a Grateful Dead spin-off, right? Okay. I like because there were a lot of skulls in Grateful Dead iconography and a lot of rainbows, and I feel like all Stoner culture, at least in terms of like its its imagery, sort of descended from that. At least that was what I remember seeing of it first. Although, like, listening to the we did that, like, detour of Hate ashbury and, like, if you read about the scene there, the Grateful Dead, like, showed up pretty late and were kind of posers.
2: Huh. I didn't realize that they had any connection to San Francisco in specific. Yeah, there's a
0: house down by Hate ashbury that's like, oh, this is the house where the Grateful Dead lived, man. You could just go ask the gutter punks. Okay. Between spider hallucinations. <laughs> I mean, when you're not having a spider hallucination, you can go talk to one of them. I don't want you to scare them.
2: When you wake up with a spider gun in your mouth? Mm-hmm. Okay. I've lost the thread. Uh, Puzzled Pint? Yeah,
0: it was fine, right? Yeah, it was Star Trek puzzles. Yeah. They weren't really Star Trek puzzles. They were Star Trek... Themed. Wallpapered. They had a veneer of Star Trek.
2: Yeah. It's I, The theme is... Very rarely, actually important to the puzzles, right? like it's it's just sort of a hook to hang the the context on.
0: I kind of feel like theming something after classic Star Trek or the Next Generation is actively alienating to getting anyone to pay attention to it at this point, really, yeah, it just it's se- like I kind of feel the same way about Doctor. Who. It just seems like just so a, there was another
2: Doctor. Who month
0: actively like insularly dweeby that it's a bad idea for something that you actually want to get traction with like if your goal is not to just like pander to an existing audience of just dorks
2: i, I feel like that's probably the goal here though right because
0: is to pander to an existing audience of just dorks yeah
2: okay right like yeah, i mean not, that's a that's a noble pursuit nobody nobody is like being told that there's some Star Trek puzzles happening and then being like, oh, I'm going to go to this event because there's some Star Trek puzzles happening. Right? Like.
0: Well, that's my point, though. Like, if they were not. But it, not, puzzles with no theme uh-huh. are more appealing than puzzles with a Star Trek theme so to if they non-dweebs.
3: Had, if, if it had been mm. a Guns N' Roses theme. Yeah.
2: That would have been that would have been awkward, probably, because we probably would have a lot more interest than I had uh, Puzzle Packets to hand out.
0: Well, you would have known. That's true. Mm. Also, do you think Guns N' Roses if was just playing in every city that Puzzle Packets yeah. simultaneously?
2: Guns
3: and Roses.
0: Are Guns N' Roses all the original members, or are there just, like, hundreds of Gunses and roses out there? I <laughs> think it's
2: just like, like Axel Rose now. It's like Axel it's subscript th- 20 and slash <laughs> subscript 58. Mm. Their clones or something.
0: Slash 5H. Yes. Slash 54. S- 7 Ash. 5-7 <laughs> Ash. I don't know why 4 was H in that. Uh, I'm pretty bad at leet speak. Uh, upside down. Is Slash not there anymore? No. Slash dot? <laughs> slash dot, yeah. <laughs> Do you think his
3: website is slash dot dot org? It's what if you set your homepage on, uh, in your web browser to slash dot org. it's your, yeah, I saw a, uh, <laughs> I saw a video of this. So there's a lot of like video out there of Guns N' Roses m- doing really bad performances in the past, you know, 10 years or so because everybody's old, especially Axl Rose, um, I think he's like especially older than. <laughs> I, I mean, it 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 comes across very clearly. I that think he he's, lived. He's lived a lot of. He might have lived extra life. Yeah, he might have lived more years than just.
1: Burned other his other things. In all three other
3: things that add years to your life than time.
2: We all went on a near light speed trip and left him behind. <laughs> oh right.
1: oh. right, it was
2: like humanity just collectively got fed
0: up with Axl Rose. (laughs) So to humiliate him, we concocted, like, the most ambitious public works project in the history of mankind. So that we could all just just come back and make fun
3: of him for how bad he looks. Uh, Man. Well, now we can repurpose that to do the same thing to other people. And after that, like, Axl Rose is the only human who's not a complete dick. (laughs) Ah. Uh, I was going to talk about the video I saw, which was from like two years ago, um, and it was actually a pretty decent performance, except that uh, one of the strings on the guitar, it was a sweet child of mine, so this is a very guitar-heavy song, one of the strings on the guitar was like a, a quarter step out of tune, and it was just super obvious the entire time, and you could tell like all the people on stage knew what was happening, but none of them like wanted to stop the show for some reason. Super awkward. But other than that, it sounded great. We should like, find that video. Yeah, if it still exists. and it in the show and notes. Wasn't, like, I, I remember wanting to go back and watch it, and it was taken down. Oh. Uh, so it might not be, exist anymore. I remember as a child, my cousin and
0: I... Picking up this, there was a toy that our younger cousins had gotten that was like just it looked like a cordless telephone, but it had a keypad on it, and each of the buttons on the keypad just played a, a note. And it was actually a pretty cool toy. I mean, it was sort of a rudimentary synthesizer, sure. right? Yeah. But we just figured out how to play the guitar line from Sweet Child of Mine on it, yeah. and we were so happy about that.
2: Could you play chords on
0: it? I think that you can only hit one button at a time. But the part of Sweet Child of Mine that you know is just one, is just yeah, a single it's, note. It's, it's like,
3: also uniquely suited to be your uh, late 90s ringtone with one of those phones that just plays a square wave. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty good song. Appetite for Destruction is a pretty good album. Yeah, I agree. I agree.
0: I don't care about anything they did after that. Also... So, I would like to wake up with a copy of Appetite for Destruction in my mouth.
1: Hmm. Because you're hungry for destruction? We could could make
3: this happen.
0: Yeah, I have an appetite for Appetite for Destruction. Uh, What else
2: has been going on, fellas? I saw Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah, so did I. What did you think of it? I didn't hate it as much as I was expecting to from all the negative press beforehand, but Mm. it, it... Left me very sort of nonplussed, in the sense of nonplussed, where nonplussed means uh, <laughs> that you I don't were, care. D- you were
0: dumbstruck.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, the re- it just like it just felt like they were trying so hard to make you care about anybody and failing.
1: According to the Red Letter Media review, it it was very heavily like edited and reedited and reedited and focused grouped basically to death. Hmm.
0: Huh. I thought it was fine. I mean, I like, I went into it with my expectations set extremely low because everybody talking about how terrible it was, and, right. like, I don't think that it was really that bad. People were talking about the story being confusing, and I didn't think the story was confusing at all. People talked about how there being too many characters, which I also didn't think was true. It was, it was like, sort of an ensemble party of They spent a bunch of time, party like, of introducing adventures.
2: characters, and then, and, like, were very specific about it, and then... Randomly add a couple other characters
0: and to immediately kill them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, but I mean, you don't want to spend a bunch of time introducing the red shirt. Sure, but know?
2: but then they didn't kill um, Katana or whatever, right? So like, yeah. I mean, she didn't need to be there, I guess. Yeah, it was just weird. Like, it's like they were trying to jam as many. They didn't do references. anything with
0: it. They didn't do anything with the character. Exactly. And they didn't, so I'm. You know. Yeah. It. As I was watching it, I remember thinking, like, this movie is a lot like a comic book, right? Because mm. every scene is basically just the sort of hackneyed plot beat from an action movie, which is what you would do if you had two frames of a comic to tell a story. Like, there's, there's a scene where you just, like, you see this satellite getting blown up, and then it, like, cuts to a war room where an army guy says, that was our primary satellite, and then it just goes on like, oh, okay. So what I have learned from that four-second exchange is these people just did some kind of damage to the Army's communication network that makes it so the Army can't see what they're doing anymore. And, like, that was fine. I mean,
3: yeah, do, suspension do you of disbelief. The movie is made up from, like, two-panel quotes from various comics?
0: <laughs> no, but I, like... I think that the movie was paced the way that a comic book is paced and I think that that's fine for a comic book movie. Sure. Like and I mean I also think that like if we're being honest with ourselves this is a this is a movie based on genre fiction for children. So it's probably
3: okay if it's dumb. What what's the rating on Suicide Squad? probably
2: R. no maybe it oh, might no, actually be PG-13.
1: PG13
2: yeah yeah there's some discussion about there being an R rated cut but mm. i don't know what that would add
0: yeah i don't remember if there's i mean there's some profanity
2: can you get away with profanity in a PG13 movie these days mm, depends on how much i think you might be allowed one fuck
0: you're allowed to depict one fuck i don't think you can depict a fuck now mm. So when uh when Gordon Gano was saying why can't I get just one fuck he was just trying to get a PG-13 rating <laughs> right. for his movie. <laughs> that song came out before PG-13 existed as a rating. You think? Oh yeah. That song is from I'm pretty sure that song is from the late 70s. Maybe the very early 80s, but like The Vinyl FMs first album came out in the 70s.
2: What was when did the ratings yeah, PG-13 was, thir- PG- was, was
0: in the early to mid to late. To
2: if I remember right, it early was in 90s.
3: response to E.T.
2: That's That was the rating. <laughs> the thing before they had PG-13, they just had E.T. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's either E or T. And then E.T. came out. And they're like, fuck, what do we rate this?
0: So I, I actually want to look these things up. PG-13. Okay. Um this is
2: the this is the sound of the internet. This is the the sound of one hand interneting.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow, there's there's a lot more detail in this history. Addition to PC PG thirteen is in eighty four. Okay, uh, let's see, violent
2: femmes and violent germs. So how do you remember cords? when things happened when you were either a child or not yet alive? Because like I I use my life as this sort of context thermometer or whatever and things that fall outside of that framework are very hard to remember sorry i
0: I think i was confusing the violent films with the b-52s the that song came out in 83 so that song came out a year before Mm. pg-13 did i was right it was before pg-13 i think the song wasn't actually about gordon gano trying to get a pg-13 rating for his movie Maybe he was trying to get the MPAA to consider, like, why can't I get just one fuck into a movie without having it be immediately rated R? MPAA, why don't you add a rating (laughs) that will allow me to get just one fuck into my movie and still let some kids show up? Because, you know, kids can handle one fuck. I find it very easy to distinguish things that happened before 2000 and things that happened after 2000 because I, like, moved to a new city in 2000. Okay. I actually, the same thing happened to me in 1990, which
3: also helps a great deal. I moved almost every year of my life life up until I was 16, and then it just became much more sporadic. Um, And and as a result, I, like, can't differentiate years since I was 16, basically. So So that was, what, like, 94 Uh, in 95, 95, yeah. Okay. So So you... There's no time has passed since then. Everything is either the other day or when I was a kid. Right. (laughs)
2: Well, that's because we're all traveling near the speed of light away from Axel Rose. Right.
0: (laughs) Well, hey, you know what we got? A lot of listener's mail. Yay! What a weird coincidence. Let's read a lot of listener's mail. Um... Oh, weird. I had scrolled down really far. A Naked Jew says, Oh no, I've been sending in follow-ups to tangents about Judaism for months. I will try to remember at least one of them. Uh, The thing about string incorporating an area in Jewish legal tradition is called an Aruv. Observant Jews aren't supposed to carry items between distinct legal domains on Sabbath. So one's house versus the street outside, for example. So the Aruv serves to incorporate the whole neighborhood as one technical domain. Technically, the Aruv itself is a shared piece of property, food, representing a shared stake. I don't understand why food... is in parentheses after a shared piece of property
3: <laughs> uh, that's an example maybe
0: okay the string colloquially called the a roof serves as a demarcator of what area has been incorporated and this demarcation is also a necessary part of the incorporation sorry i only remember one of my many jew addenda <laughs> <laughs> your jew agenda is jew addenda um
3: but thank you for that
2: yeah that was that was good tonight. and
3: also thanks for all your other addenda that We're no lost. one will ever know about Let's, let's
0: endeavor to be wrong about Judaism more often so that I, Mike, so, will, have a, Mike so, will have more opportunities to send us corrections about Judaism. Just, just I, like, rock, I'm not even kidding. I really, out really, out really there, enjoy the, being the wrong interactions about Judaism. that we have. Yeah. I,
3: just throwing this out there, Ben and I were having a discussion where I'm pretty sure Jews are not allowed to mix chicken and milk. And he doesn't think that's a rule. It's, huh, I.
2: It's the it's. It, the, it's, it's you're not allowed to, to mix milk,
0: beef, f- and milk.
3: Yeah. Okay, right. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah, it's, but it's I don't nothing. Know. It's, it's
2: like it's a, it's mother's milk, right? So you can't like it, if there was if there was chicken milk, hmm.
3: then <laughs> yeah, you I, like I don't know if you could oh, make a chi- oh, if a oh, Jew could eat <laughs> a chicken omelet. I didn't know that. I didn't egg, know that was why. Milk, I, I just though. had this rule egg in my head. This is great. We're we're probably saying all these wrong things. Eggs are not dairy. There are so a friend of mine
2: uh, worked as uh, as a secular person for for Jews when uh, to do things for them (laughs) one days when they couldn't have do things themselves and uh, and had to wash the lettuce that they would buy really carefully because the way she put it there are like thirteen different species of aphid and like six of them are kosher and seven of them are not (laughs) so just to be safe she wasn't joking i don't know (laughs) they just haven't analyzed Ah. the other
0: seven yet so hiring someone to yeah
2: Yeah. someone to turn turn your turn your tvs on or lights on or whatever while you're
0: so what kind of rules can you i mean could you like if you were a catholic could you hire someone to put a condom on you (laughs) Like I'm not using birth control. Somebody else did it. I'm not, breaking, I'm not breaking your rules.
2: It's you hire someone whose name is Divine to intervene mm. on your behalf. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> okay.
1: I only know of one person named Divine. Ned.
2: Uh what were the what were the the pope the pope could grant indulgences, right? So that's where you could yeah. like commit some sins and then get them forgiven. As long as you gave the church a bunch of money.
0: Okay, so that's sort of like hiring somebody to make it so you're not sinning.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mr. Fluffin' Stuff writes, Hey, pod dads. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I've been thinking about this question for several different mediums, and you're the video games mans. What is your favorite video game that was created by a woman? That is, a game whose primary auteur is
3: female. I would say Counterfeit Monkey. Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, how, how authorial was Kim Swift over Portal?
0: I don't know. She gets credit for that. I don't know anything about the development of Portal.
3: Yeah. Was it, like, her DigiPen project? I think so, yeah. Well, she was certainly on the DigiPen team. I think she was in, like, a a leadership role on it. Um, If that doesn't count, I really liked uh, How Do You Do It. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah? Yeah.
3: So that's Nina Freeman's How Do You Do It, Emily Short's
0: Counterfeit Monkey. And maybe Portal. Yeah, maybe really Kim like Swift's Portal.
2: Dinner Bell. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Dinner Bell <laughs> by Jenny Palona. That yeah. was a
0: pretty good text adventure. Yep. It had Dr. Bagel. Yep. Uh, what about you, Riff?
1: Uh, I was I was originally going to go with uh, just sort of all of uh, Emily Short's work in general. But, yeah, I'm going to go with Dinner Bell, I think. I think Anchor. You don't want to come up with was, a fourth one. Was Anchorhead done by a...
3: No, that was Mike Gentry.
1: Oh, uh, was it Mike Gentry? Hmm. I wonder I what wonder is... which game I'm thinking of then.
0: Anchor Game. That's is something
3: of... that I know because I learned it in the nineties. Okay. When I was a teenager,
2: <laughs> well, what do you and what do you think about like the King's Quest games? Like yeah, they're, they're okay. Yeah, I never they're, played. Those. Does that does that count? Because like they were written. Oh yeah, for sure. I okay. would. I would. Oh yeah, those uh, King's Quest games are he, definitely because Ken just did like made the, by the a woman. Tech yeah. behind it, right? Like she. But like she's yeah, never, but hers was forward.
0: the the creative work was hers, and okay. I think that was that that was, would, was that Roberta Williams's, and I, and I think that was true even way before, like in the early like Apple II like right. illustrated text adventures yeah, days. Like okay. she was always the the one who did the writing. Because those were
2: super formative for my youth. I To me, Space Quest
0: was that. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually have mm-hmm. any of the King's Quest games. There were, so the King's Quest Info games Gold were always like... For me. Yeah, that's also true. There were no... I, I feel like a woman wrote Plundered Hearts... But um, I think you're right that, think is that's the, true. Uh, yeah. that is the only thing that I can remember About any women at Infocom at all hmm. um, And I also feel like If you told me that I was wrong about that And just assuming that because it was like a romance novel Interactive fiction that that would be I, a,
3: I also think a that Possibly that also happened. because it's yeah. a,
0: We could look it up but who has the time
3: uh, Amy Hennig uh, did the writing for Uncharted 2 Right um although like naughty dog the auth- authorship is so weird at that company anyway
0: yeah i feel like that game is primarily the uh the work of the person who made the fire and water tech <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Shamu says, how do you like procedurally generated rewards in games? The only example I can think of offhand is equipment, which is fairly common and generally comes with a rarity system. I'd love to see a game that generated party companions or familiars or is skills procedurally as well. Does anything like that exist already that you know about? I'm trying to think. There must be something with the basic premise of procedurally generated skills, right?
3: Like the, think of the guns in Borderlands those like are kind of a skill sort of a skill like they'll yeah. they'll have weird effects that are that are a, <laughs> it's definitely systemic in that way yeah they're they're like mashed together i mean there's plenty of games with procedurally generated enemies yeah Maybe. i mean i would argue that getting to the next level in spelunky is the reward for completing the previous one so that your reward is the new level yeah there you go
1: hmm. skills
0: i mean So, like, companions and party members are weird because, like, they sort of consist of nothing but the flavor, right? Like, in terms of their creative yield, right? Like, they can have skills, they can have, like, things that they do, but, like, it's weird if those aren't of a piece with their personality. I mean, it's not weird. It's bad if those things aren't of a piece with their personalities, to some extent, like if they're not justified somehow in a flavor way. And that seems tricky to like. It seems like tricky to not author that in a way that, like, once you say, oh, this is a sword plus one, oh, I bet I could change that number and not necessarily know what that number is and it would still work it's not as a sword.
2: A companion, yeah. but like, what about the. I feel like I've heard stories about dwarves having personalities in dwarf fortress. Oh like, yeah. And they'll yeah. get like bonded to their partners and if the partner dies then they might like bond to their partner's pet or something. You do yeah, even... and
0: they have like specific kinds of objects that they yeah. like and don't like or are yeah. afraid Desires. of and
1: yeah.
2: And that's all procedural. And there's I don't know that that wouldn't translate well to a an NPC companion necessarily? Uh,
3: yeah, I'm curious how important it is that this be a re- reward yeah. to the player for something. Can you talk to them? Like, do the dwarves know. in Dwarf Fortress talk? And I don't think they they speak, it, but
1: they write in,
2: like to, there to is the player books and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah but the player, the
1: player can't read which them. Which is where you're just controlling a single player RPG style, and I think it still generates all NPCs and towns and stuff that you can talk to. I don't I don't know if they. I assume they still have their, you know, their little desire flags and whatever, but I don't know if you can. I don't know that you can have conversations with them.
2: What about the Sims? Is that is there anything mm, procedurally interesting there? In I terms guess of it procedurally
1: generates neighbors. Okay. And and personalities is part of that.
2: Are there any dating sims where you're going on procedurally generated dates?
0: Uh, that also seems like a genre where it's, like, this This is a game that is giving you the simulated experience of dating a bunch of, like, different kinds of women that need to, yeah. like, in order to get that across, like, they need to be able to, like, actively play into whatever stereotype, right? Yeah. It's, like... I, I This, worked this on a, girl, we're going on a Dungeons and Dragons date, but she's wearing a sports bra, so that doesn't.
3: I, I worked on a uh, a jam game where it's a it's a dating sim, but it's the end of the relationship. Oh, so breaking you're, up you're, sim. Well, like trying to save the relationship, kind of a sim, and so the first thing you need to do is learn what your the uh, well le- learn what uh, your partner likes, and we. Divided, like, human preference into, uh, like, a Myers-Briggs style, like, what what sorts of activities do you like uh, system. And that, that was the procedurally generated personality was those four A, B types. Okay. And then, you know, you j- just... Uh, how they react to different activities was the, how that expressed. That's kind of cool. I, I thought that was a really neat game in theory. Did you ever mess with it after that? Uh, no, no, it, it would like what it, what it really needed more than anything was just some way to for people to figure out how what the hell was even going on because it was a it was a big mess. Had something happen,
0: this sort of reminded me of that. I accidentally found one of the games that I wrote when I was a kid that I thought I had lost and that I was sad that I wasn't going to be able to do uh, anything with on our stream that we are still totally going to do oh, yeah, someday where we that's going to play happen. a bunch of the games that we made as children. We show the code and show the gameplay of them. I still really want to do that. This office is very much set up for streaming now, mm. and we could get them to show us how that stuff works, and we could just do it, man. We could just do it. Spend a couple hours getting the stuff running. Let's do it. Okay, let's do it, Jim. Let's do it, Jim. Let's do it. Okay. You mean right now? Pagani writes, "Heyo, is your boy Horatio Pagani again? Very sad to hear my messages aren't getting too ooh since April twentieth. But oh well, haha. God bless. How are you guys? Thanks. Uh, I'm all right. I'm good. Yeah, you're welcome. all right. Well, you're not going to answer Horatio Pagani's question. I'm good. Okay. Thanks." Benji says, what are your re- uh, respective experiences and opinions regarding the following gaming franchises? I haven't heard you talk about these much. Sonic the Hedgehog, Rayman, Kirby, Katamari Damacy, Pikmin. Thanks.
1: Uh, I love uh, Katamari. I couldn't give a crap about any of the rest of them.
3: I, I really liked Pikmin. I thought that was an amazing, uh, an amazing game, and I thought Pikmin 2 was kind of terrible, and Pikmin 3 is all right. Wait, so no f- Pikmin 1. You're saying that you hated all of those other franchises? I thought everybody loved Rayman.
4: Oh. Mm. oh.
3: I, I like Sonic the Hedgehog 2 a lot. The rest of this, like, probably Sonic 1's okay. I have basically no experience
0: with any of those. I yeah. very much dislike Katamari Damacy. Oh, really? man. Wow.
1: Yeah. That, you're a horrible person. I don't think I've ever that's... met anybody that doesn't like Katamari Damacy. Yeah.
0: Uh, I mean The I've... songs don't fill you with joy. No, I really like the songs a lot. But okay. Yeah. That,
2: but... that's, that's a little bit redeeming. Uh-huh. Do you well, not like the timed nature of the vocals? Oh, yeah.
0: The, fa- like, the fact that there is an actual video Damn. game challenge attached to a thing that is otherwise completely made of whimsy it just turns it into complete bullshit hmm. in my mind.
2: I found it extremely compelling. Yeah,
3: I enjoyed it. Most people do. I I recognize that I'm I I do think it would be uh, like if I were to show someone Katamari, I would want to put them in the last level where they just get everything as big as possible with no time limit. Right. I think that's the that's the optimal way to experience that game.
0: Yeah, like, I think that that game might have been better as, like, a 15-minute experience that gave you the scope of it than, like, a video game with levels.
3: Yeah, a video game that they had to sell in stores is the problem. Should have been an itch.io. Yeah. should have waited 20 years until they could put on an itch.io. Kirby is a game that I have only played, like...
0: I feel like there have been times when I've discovered, like, a Kirby NES game in an emulator and, like, just played it for a few hours and really enjoyed it, but I don't remember anything
3: about any of them. It's very forgettable. Kirby's Adventure for NES is very, like, well-made, but you never have to be good at anything, so it's hard to really engage with it.
2: What's the the Kirby...
3: Epic Yarn.
2: Yarn, yeah.
0: Yeah, that was a game that I found very, very charming on the Wii, and I just never
3: picked it up again after the first, like, hour yeah. that I spent with it. Same and d- The most time I've spent with a Kirby game was Canvas Curse for the DS, Canvas which I Curse was head, liked a I lot. Uh, I spent a couple hours with that and then just put it down <laughs> and never picked it up again, too. That's, that one I actually finished. I, it was a, a early DS game for me, and I just... It seems like it was one crew. of the few games that, from the era where DS games like
0: were sort of forced to use the touchscreen yeah. that actually kind of paid off. On yeah, his
1: pinball game on Game Boy was pretty good. Oh you know, yeah, I, mean, I played uh, a lot of that. <laughs> Does that count?
2: I mean, I know it's obviously like yeah, IP style, but like also,
0: I was thinking of Metroid pinball, so never mind.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, that was also pretty good. Yeah,
3: it was. <laughs> sorry I I actually played the the Kirby pinball game on Game Boy
2: what like what constitutes being a part of a franchise like it just a pinball game doesn't cut it for me in that
3: regard right what if it's a pinball franchise fine sorry
2: (laughs) that's fair that's fair like uh, a
3: bride of pinbot yep is that a pinbot game? No, according to your stupid rules. Yeah, that was me, like, flashing back to being a 17-year-old. Oh, there's someone made a mistake. I can... There aren't that many pinball franchises, though, really.
0: Uh. Hey, I have this theory that in the Ghostbusters pinball machine that Stern just released, there is, like, a kind of an ARG code thing. If any Video Games Hot Dog listeners... Have been playing the Ghostbusters pinball machine and writing down combinations of letters and numbers that you see whenever a Necronomicon is opened on the little LED screen. Uh, hit me up because I've got a few of those, and I believe that there is something hidden in this pinball oh, game.
3: Weird. Is this based on the new movie?
0: Uh, no, it's it's it came out pretty recently, like single digit number of weeks ago. I think it was released right before Wes came out here to visit and we found one at uh if you uh, live in San Francisco, you can find this machine at the gestalt House up on sixteenth Street, just west of uh Dad, Lord,
1: yeah. at Some for in Portland we went to, didn't they? Did they? Do I remember I that right?
0: Don't think so. I think it was not out then. Huh. There might be an older Ghostbusters pinball machine, but this is a brand new one. Um But every time you get a particular multi-ball, it pops up a little cutscene on the LED screen, and there are there is a different combination of letters and numbers every time. But it is consistent; like the same letter is always associated with the same number, or the other way around. Mm. You know what I mean? Do
2: you think that?
0: I think it might just be a sequence of letters that it's revealing one at a time. Yeah. And I got a couple in a row, and it didn't. It wasn't, like, unpronounceable combinations of letters. Anyway, I'm just putting that out there. I can't find anything about it on Google, and it's, like, one of those things that there might be so few of these machines and so few people paying attention that it would never get found. But right. I was, like, I immediately was like, oh, this is clearly, like, somebody has embedded a puzzle in this and then was not at all convinced by my own logic later that that was real but I, I do have a few data points wouldn't it be cool if some listeners were also working on this yeah that'd be awesome yeah that were true they would have asked us about it already not necessarily they might not know that but they we know we love available. ghostbusters they know that busting makes us feel good kevin it's true um yeah, okay. I think that was a that was a good amount of listener's mail. We'll uh we'll get back to some listener's mail in the next show. But guys, we did listener's mail. Yay. Yay. Hooray! woo. Uh do we want to talk about video games?
4: Sure, Sure. Yeah, I guess.
0: Sure. So. Could... Kevin played a minute of a VR game that I've played a couple of hours of. Oh wow, you played a couple hours of it. Yeah. I like maybe well, maybe not a couple hours. I don't know. Time goes. Time goes all weird when you're in there, man, when you're in cyberspace, <laughs> when you're in the cyber zone. It's my first Vive uh, experience. It uh, This game is called Vanishing Realms. It is like, it's 20 bucks, which I don't know how much most of the other VR games cost. I My sense is a lot of them cost $0. But this one is... Are, are there other are realms... There... I don't know
3: if there are realms or not. Uh, you, you always want to know that about any... <laughs> I, I love realms. <laughs> yeah. And so few games that say realms in the title actually have any realms. Classic uh. realm lover. Forgo- forgotten realms.
1: Yeah. yeah. And there's the old they Avalon Hill game uh, Magic Realm.
0: There's a reason why there aren't realms in Forgotten Realms. I mean, if it was, like, they're still around realms, you know, then there'd be <laughs> realms in it. But, like... The,
4: uh
0: so yeah i don't know what the realms are i mean there's <laughs> levels oh okay uh all right there's areas yeah, there's like there's but, so basically this is like a vr game yeah, okay. where you are walking around well really you're teleporting around right. in a just fucking cool dungeon and like picking up gold coins and jewels and using the to buy different fancy swords and bows and arrows and shields and you can like grab a torch and light other torches on fire with it, and sometimes that'll open a door and you, like, gotta go somewhere and get a key and every once in a while there'll be a skeleton and you sword fight mm. with a skeleton, <gasps> and it, like, feels pretty good. Oh, that sounds, sounds good. It sounds it's, realmy as fuck. It's realmy as fuck. It, like, it, mm, man. It's, like, the most generic fantasy game, but the fact that you're there is just rad. Yeah, It's, like, I want to... It, it does a lot of things that don't make me motion sick, but make me kind of dizzy. Like you, you sp- will sometimes just like teleport to a ledge that's up above where you were. And suddenly it's like, bah, like, which is just the sensation of being up high and not like really paying attention to where you're standing. Cause you don't have any control over it. Like if you were just randomly, if the way that you moved in the real world was by just sort of randomly lurching around without a lot of fine-grained control over it, you would be nervous if you were on a balcony, (laughs) right? Right. So I think that's what I'm experiencing when I'm playing this. So that makes sense. uh, But it's like, it is a game that if you were just playing it with like, you know, first person WASD and mouse, it would be like, this is an extremely generic fantasy game. But somehow, it being in VR and being, like, pretty well put together, it's, like, it's in early access, so I don't, like, I have definitely gotten at least an hour into it without, like, running out of stuff to do, so it's, like, you know, definitely, and, like, they could keep doing generic fantasy stuff and it would be new like I got to a point earlier today where it's like oh man I'm in a mine and there's like a pickaxe stuck in a in a the edge of a mineshaft beam and if you grab it you can like oh now every time I saw like a chunk of gold on a cave wall I can now like hit it with this pick and get a bunch of gold out of it and it's like that was that was pretty sweet is literally the most generic possible fantasy
3: video game things uh, apparently, perfect. like, this new lens on it is just enough to make it fresh. Yeah. Well, it's, it, it reminds me of how Half-Life 2 had all these physics puzzles in them, in it. Um, just like, here's a seesaw, put things on the end of the seesaw until you can walk up the other end and not collapse it. And you go back to this now, and these are the most generic, boring puzzles imaginable. But at the time, they were super exciting. Yep. Yeah. Because there'd never been any physics before, right? In a video game, first time anybody ever
0: encountered physics, like the puzzle in Half-Life One, where the sound that your footsteps made suddenly mattered as a game mechanic. Oh, I don't remember that one. Uh, it's where you're in the fighting the tentacle thing in the missile silo. Oh yes, yeah, it's a good puzzle.
3: I wish that I could Half-Life.
0: re-experience playing Half-Life One for the first time
3: again. Half-Life also very real me yeah
0: okay it's more like a like a conspiracy realm than a fantasy realm sure yeah
3: office complex realm Mm
0: mm-hmm yeah laboratory realm uh bullshit hr
3: giger space realm do do you think like (laughs) off camera in eternal sunshine of the spotless mind there were a lot of people like just erasing their memories of their favorite video game oh wow Yeah. Probably.
0: Man. Maybe they wouldn't let you do it for something as unimportant as video
3: games. Come on.
2: What if you met each other in a video game? Oh, yeah. It would be
3: important. The 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 bad outcome from that is, like, what if you don't like it anymore? Like, Or what if you just do it, like, until you don't like it this time for whatever reason, and then you do it with your next favorite thing until you don't like that? <laughs> mm and then you just keep going. Right. Because what it, it turns out, it's not
0: that seeing something for the first time is what gives you that experience. It's being young and able to <laughs> enjoy things. <laughs> right. Is what you're actually missing. Yeah.
4: That's
0: probably it. Anyway, Vanishing Realms. I recommend it if you got a vibe and you like f- fucking sick skeleton sword fights. The old FNSSS, <laughs> as I call them. I feel like I played another v- oh man I had another sort of like. I guess now we're the podcast that talks about fucking VR all the time like I hated about every other video games podcast for the last three it's years. It's okay
3: Zach I can remember another game you played <laughs> you go first
0: uh, I played a, another VR game called the fuck Uh, uh, the something project it had a generic it was like this generic zombie game it was the the Breckenworth project or something Uh, and you're just like standing in a field and there's a you got a flashlight that you can pick up and then you got a gun that you can pick up and then Eventually, and it seemed like minutes later, and I, I was trying to figure out how to get the game to start, and then suddenly it just said wave one, and <laughs> there were some zombies in the distance, like some just sort of like, you know, shadowy figures that I assumed were going to be zombies. And as I was like sort of dicking around shooting them at a distance and seeing like how many bullets I had to unload into one of them to get it to stop moving and not being able to see it very well, I turned around because there was one coming at me from what had been behind me that was suddenly right up on me and I just instinctively just tore off the VR helmet and left the room like (laughs) without even being able to without even thinking about it like nope this is over (laughs) like I was like Wow, that was crazy what just happened. Like I'm not in the room anymore, and I do not remember exercising any volition to make that happen. Like it just nope, there was just a fucking zombie attacking me and it was real scary. And now I've got it was a terrible game. But like That's that's uh, that's still, powerful. Yeah, it that's, really was. Wow. Uh something that I don't like about uh VR
3: is how sweaty your face gets and how sweaty everybody else's face has been while wearing that helmet. Oh yeah, that's a good I had uh, I, I had like there was something kinda wrong with my eye a couple of weeks ago, and
0: I was like, what if there's a fucking case of pink eye going around the office as a result of a bunch of people using this Vive, but it wasn't it wasn't pink eye, and there isn't a case of pink eye going around. <sighs> Unless I was patient zero. <laughs> how are your eyes, Kevin?
2: I don't know yet. Mm. I can't see what color they are from here.
0: Is the game you remember me playing Moirai? That was it. Yeah, you guys should you guys should tell the story of what Moirai is while I go get another beer.
2: Okay, it's f- a free it's, game. It's weird.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's a tiny little available. free ten minute game. Um, yeah,
2: yeah. On Steam, you should if if you have not played it yet, you should just pause the podcast yes. right here, go play it, and did, then come back to listen to the rest. Did, did we say it, it was it won't
1: ten take minutes? You any amount of time. Yeah, less. Yeah, than it's ten. super short.
2: Yeah. Super short. Even if you are trying to exhaustively explore it, uh, this is you,
3: like a—it's a, a first-person, yeah, first-person adventure game, sort of. Yeah, where you walk around uh, and talk, talk to, to sheep, talk to people. Oh yeah, there are people too. There's, there's a handful of objects. One of the people gives you a knife.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Another one gives you a lantern, and then you go in a cave.
3: The people sometimes talk about what's coming out in and out of the cave uh we're just gonna talk we already gave the spoiler warning yeah i
2: think we have to get to the spoiler bits
3: uh so like halfway through the cave you come across somebody who who you actually can have a dialogue tree with um and you ask them or or i guess you could just like not talk to them you could just kill them right away or let them go right away um but you can ask them like what what were you doing in the cave etc um and then well, you continue on and Well oh, hang, go
1: hang ahead. on. The the important thing is that this guy, the person you meet is covered in blood and has a knife.
2: Oh right, yes. And uh, a lantern. Th- yeah. And a lantern. And a lantern.
1: <laughs> and they
2: look they look like a farmer just like you do. Yeah. You know, right.
1: And so you, you, you ask them, you know, why are you covered in blood? Why do you have a knife? And I heard some moans. What's going on? <laughs> and and they give you answers and then you decide whether to kill them or let them pass.
2: Yeah. And you can you can just choose to kill or let them pass immediately without without uh hearing their answers. Yeah. But then you uh so one way or another you resolve that situation and you go you go past them and deeper into the cave and you encounter dun 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 a woman. The woman that you were ostensibly sent into the cave to find in the first place. Um and she asks you to help her with a task and Regardless of how you uh, do so, you manage to get covered in blood.
3: No, really. Did you play this multiple times? I did.
2: I played it twice. Yeah. Uh, and
3: you? And then you leave the cave. She, if you don't help her, does she get angry and throw her blood at you? She Basically, spits on you. She yeah, spits, yeah. <laughs> spits blood at you. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
2: Uh, and then you are heading out of the cave, and you encounter another, another farmer who also has a, a knife and a lantern, and this time, uh, you they ask you some questions and you type in your responses. And and then it fades to black. And it fades to black.
3: All right. So in the in the cosmology of this game, there's this woman who can't die, <laughs> asking all these farmers to stab her, and that's just her life. It's pretty grim. These farmers are like Prometheus, right?
0: <laughs> no, wait, Prometheus. Prometheus is the one who's getting his liver eaten because over he and over again.
2: Brought fire to. Humanity, right?
0: Who am I thinking of? Epicurus. He's the one who ate all the. He, he stole S- sick S- artisanal Sisyphus. Sisyphus. goods from
2: the gods. <laughs> it, was it Sisyphus? He's the one pushing the boulder up the hill. Is it Sisyphus? Yes. Yeah. Sisyphus, Sisyphus
1: is, is, is the pushing one pushing the, the boulder.
2: boulder. Yeah. Okay. Who's the one? Is is Epi, who's the one that's in the water up to his neck? Tantalus. Tantalus. Tantalus
3: yeah. Okay. Right. Eventually, you get an email. Which is from Tantalus, from Tantalus, <laughs> from Tantalus the developer like, of this game. Help,
2: help, grapes or water, please. Help.
3: <laughs> uh, eventually, you get an email from the game um, explaining what the next player who saw your responses did to you. Yeah. So mine was from
0: faggot, comma, I knew you'd kill me. Uh, who killed me? <laughs> Um, wait, wait wait and and it was like which is unfortunate
3: because you did not kill the previous farmer like yeah oh yeah i know so i <laughs> yeah um i don't i don't remember seeing anybody's name but um,
0: oh, when yeah, you type your name, and then it, in the email it tells you the name of the next farmer uh, that you encounter.
2: It's possible that they put nothing in for their name, so maybe that's, that's why. Uh, yeah, maybe. Or yeah. it's—I
0: mean—they might have put in a name that seemed like a name that would have just existed in the fiction of the game. Yeah, or Bo- like
3: Bobby all, Drop all Tables. I, all I got was uh, like the whether or not they killed me. Um, I had said it's called assisted suicide. Look it up. Oh. Um, <laughs>
0: I just answered the question super literally. Like yeah. I oh, yeah. helped I helped a woman kill herself.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I said I stabbed a girl.
1: <laughs> oh I, I went, And I liked it. <laughs> I, I had to go through it twice because the first time I didn't I didn't realize what was happening until way late because the person whose oh, answers yeah. I gotten gave like just super generic answers like a farmer trying to justify having a knife in a cave would give oh yeah the ones i
3: got were really good too yeah
1: and they didn't it didn't read to me as anything other than an npc so when i when it came around to my turn to type in answers i thought there was a weird time loop thing going so i tried to type back in the answers exactly. I was given oh. exactly as, as I'd been <laughs> wow, given.
0: Wow, maybe that's why that's how this game has gotten to be so well written.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, my second, I, I went back the second time through and gave funny answers, and then the email actually got back. Uh, the guy let me go, presumably because he was so amused.
0: <laughs> i let my guy go without asking him any of the questions so i don't know what the previous guy took all the oh. questions read is really combative to me and i was afraid like i didn't want to like accidentally st- i didn't want to create a change in game state that wasn't in accordance with my intentions and so mm. i didn't want to talk to the guy about anything mm. yeah he's got a knife yeah he does have a knife my uh, what, my first friend- why do you have a knife like, uh, first pass
2: through was all was all misspelled in all caps and <laughs> Good. was as, uh, written as if from some sort of simpleton man-child <laughs> about, about trying to, to put it in her, <laughs> but wow. couldn't, yeah, couldn't, the hole wasn't big enough, had to make hole bigger. It was like, oh. I was like, oh,
4: wow. wow. No.
2: Yeah, it was really awful. So yeah so that's what that's that is the danger of player created content yep. yeah.
0: <laughs> somebody should tell Jason Rohrer <laughs> the book there's a book that you find with yeah. the last three names of that people have given or whatever and that was where I like I definitely knew there was something up because that one like the first line was just a bunch of random punctuation characters and the second line was blank and the third line was a sentence like lol what is this even <laughs> so i was like uh okay so i mean this is like clearly something that just they let any idiot type into and i was trying to figure out like how do i type something into here i'm an idiot (laughs) (laughs) but it's a neat little experience yeah you can you don't get anything for interacting with all the sheep
2: that's true if you, but you do, yeah, you, can,
0: you, you found some yeah, if Easter you, eggs. Yeah, if you collect
2: a knife Even though eggs don't in come the from cave sheep. and then leave the cave again, you can go back and, uh, and kill the sheep. And then you're covered in blood outside of the cave and can interact with all of the NPCs who have totally different things to say if you're covered in blood.
1: Hmm. Do you so. know if it's possible to get whatever's in the hole in the wall?
2: I couldn't. I, I never did, at least. Hmm. I think it's probably the gold that the yeah. woman was talking about. What if you
0: killed the right sheep and it had swallowed a magnet?
2: Oh. Huh.
1: <laughs> and then it turns out, oh, this doesn't help because gold isn't magnetic.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't really
2: gold, Riff. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. That's the twist. <laughs> the sheep, I, I had a theory that the sheep was actually a, com- or a combination, like a binary combination for the the door to the barn. So if you killed the right sheep... huh? And left the other one standing. It seems like an obvious...
0: (laughs) That classic lock where you have to (laughs) kill the right sheep. Yep. Hmm.
3: Did you... You you went ahead and tried killing every combination of sheep? I did not. Okay. There's a lot of sheep.
2: That uh, power of two math gets really unwieldy. Yeah, it gets pretty hairy. Yeah. What else did you play, Zach?
0: <laughs> oh, I played a bunch of uh thing actually that I almost forgot about. Um they opened up the beta for Elder Scrolls Legends. What is that? It is it is the game that created the like Moyang trademark dispute because oh. it's a card game called Elder Scrolls Legends. Mm. <laughs> Upon playing through the, like, sort of early tutorial stuff and then playing a few games of it, like, the very first day that I downloaded it, I had said, you know what? I'm going to describe this on the podcast as, like, Hearthstone, but without the charm. Okay. <laughs> but it's kind of grown on me. Like, it is a... It's it's a Hearthstone. Like, it is definitely a Hearthstone. <laughs> uh, but it has a few different kinds of mechanics and a few different like interesting rule things and some, some just sort of neat differences. Uh, And a lot of single player content, which is super cool. Yeah. Um, But it's all just, you guys can correct me if I am wrong because I'm about to make a generalization here, but I don't think that anybody really cares that much about the lore and Sort of characters and world of the Elder Scrolls I think games.
2: There's a, there's a small following that does, but most people do not. Yeah.
0: Like, that is not what's good about those games.
2: I don't think. I don't. The all. fact that, like, Skyrim's vast popularity probably had very little to do with the lore of the world.
3: People talk about really liking Morrowind's world. I guess that's true. But I found like,
0: it, like, incredibly boring and empty
3: and samey. But, like, that was over. 15 years ago, I think. Wow, yeah. really?
2: That seems like a long yeah, time. Yeah,
3: Morrowind came out on the original
0: Xbox. Jeez. Which was what, like 2001?
3: Something like that, yeah.
0: But I think it was late in... Oh, uh, okay, anyway. so
3: maybe about 15 years yeah, ago then. Yeah, but
0: still, yeah, the point stands. It was weird. Like, I didn't think of... When I went back to Morrowind recently, I didn't think of that as being such a clear step between Daggerfall and and oblivion but it really is like a lot of the dialogue is just procedurally generated and you can talk to anybody about anything and like
3: yeah the the time i tried to play morrowind i i was approaching the conversation trees like they were adventure game conversation trees and trying to exhaust them which is not possible yeah
2: because everybody has something to say about everything
3: yeah Jeez. yep
0: I think it's possible that Elder Scrolls Legends is a thing that I will continue to play sometimes because it's... But you brought up the
2: lore as a thing that that it is full of or something?
0: Yeah, well, all of the cards are just things that, like, who fucking cares? Because it's just, like, it's not... Like, the cards in Hearthstone are... They are things from World of Warcraft, but a lot of them are also, like, kind of cool or, like, cute or... Just kind of iconic fantasy things in a way that, like, the things in the Elder Scrolls One are just like, here's a weird animal that you don't know what it is, but it's an animal that lives in the forests of elsewhere, or, or whatever. So it's it's like
2: a cat version of whatever other animal it would be—a cat bear or a cat deer. I
0: don't really know how to articulate. Like, it. it I feel like. Th- Elder Scrolls Legends has the same problem that a lot of other, like, computer collectible card games have in my mind, which is that they're just kind of, like, grim, dark fantasy art. There's nothing, like, really whimsical. But, like, Soul Forge is sort of like this, and Ascension? Ascension is super like this. Like, what the fuck is any of this stuff that they're, like, pretending... It's all important means something on the cards you know it's like just it's super generic gritty fantasy stuff and i think it's sort of actively off-putting there are the mechanics in elder scrolls i don't remember i don't even remember what it's called Eld, what did i say it was called Legend? elder scrolls legends yeah uh, suddenly i like I think it was elder scrolls legacy that's not right uh In a standard game, the battlefield is divided into two lanes and you play, uh, when you play a creature, you play it into one lane or the other. And one of the lanes, uh, everything that goes into there gets basically a turn of stealth. Um, There are cards, there are creatures with taunt, basically. They're called guard. There are, I'm trying to think what the actual new mechanics are.
2: I mean, two lanes is kind of interesting.
0: Two lanes is, is interesting, yeah. I'm, but I mean actual, like, card keywords. So you you have health, and every five health points, there's a little, like, rune along the side of your health bar. And whenever you lose that hit point for the first time, you draw a card, which is a real nice catch-up mechanism. But then there are certain cards that have the prophecy keyword, which means if you draw them that way, you can play them then. Oh, wow. So they're, like, sort of things that you can do on your turn. Um, I don't remember if you have to pay for them or not. I feel like maybe you don't. I feel like if a prophecy card comes up in your draw when you get when you lose one of those health thresholds, you don't have to pay for it. Um. Ah, There was something else. There was some other mechanic that I thought was interesting enough to talk about, but I don't remember what it was. So it could have been that interesting. Oh, there are things that there are basically spells that you can cast that just go into play as a little icon on your side of the battlefield that you can activate multiple times. So like you there's like a potion of stealth or whatever, and you play that and then it's there. And once per turn up to three times, you can use it to just give a character stealth like to give a monster stealth or there's one that's like give a monster plus one health there's one that uh every turn you can just hit it to just ping your opponent for one damage and once you've done that five times it goes away and summons a storm Atronoch. you know an atronok
1: <laughs> oh sure Th-
0: those are those things that are elementals but they call yeah. them atronachs instead of elementals um See, Blizzard would just call it an elemental. It'd be fine. I played a bunch of WoW today too,
2: because they that the new expansion. The new it's
0: it's not the expansion's not out, but the there's all these crazy world events leading up to the expansion mm. that are out. There was the. There is a they've been doing this for the last few expansions where they will do a quest that, like, is the sort of storyline jump between where the where the history of the game was and where it gets to at the beginning of the expansion. This one was really, really neat. I'm going to spoil it. So anybody who hasn't, you know, anybody who's interested in this, don't listen for, say, three minutes you go to you go to orgamar or whatever and there's a guy that's like hey come on you know there's a big threat mounting on these islands and we got to go we got to go deal with this you know get ready and you do some little minor prep quest where you like polish your armor and eat your last meal or whatever and then you get on this boat and it teleports you to this island and you're just in a raid group like right off the bat like it's just like i think it just the boat is actually just a cue for a huh. looking for raid scenario so then you just go and you do this long, like pretty long encounter where you're just like, yeah, kill these demons. Now kill these demons. Now get all these crystals destroyed so that these pillars will fall down so that we can get past here. And you then you then make it out onto this promontory where there's like Gul'dan is like killing a guy out. And Gul'dan is killing Tyrion. So I guess Tyrion dies in this. I don't know who Tyrion is. Is, is
1: Gul'dan go killing a Tyrion?
0: Yeah, golden go kill in a chain. But on a promontory off to your left is the fucking raid group of alliance players who was, unbeknownst to you, on the also, other side of the island. Huh. And then your raid group and theirs collaboratively killed this, like, gigantic demon that is, like, thousands of feet tall in scale, uh. like, mountain-sized demon that's, like, in this, like, lake of lava between you and, and moving back and forth. And, like, sometimes he'll be, like, attacking and, like, Sylvanus and Varian are, like, yelling a conversation back and forth to, like, advance the lore while your, like, two collective raid groups on opposing factions are, like doing the same fight and it was really fucking cool. Man. That is cool. I
1: may have I to remember. log in and try that. I wasn't I wasn't yeah. going to bother until like a month after it comes out for real, but that sounds pretty awesome.
3: I remember back when I played, I saw someone's like fantasy patch notes where they had described a new raid that uh, Alliance and Horde would collaborate on and I thought that was a really good idea back in, you know, 2006.
2: Oh. The... The, the raids on the opposing faction cities were kind of like that, <laughs> yeah, They right? were
0: sort of collaborative, I guess.
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to destroy the city and then the, the other faction is there to actually just kill you, right?
0: Yeah. The, so then there's also all these demon invasions that are... I guess they are always happening in particular spots in the world. So that is consistent for everyone. But you can only do two every four hours. So once you've done one, you don't get them until the next time they 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 change zones. You can't do them again. And they're just these instance scenarios where you're in a in a zone with like an arbitrary seeming number of other players and there's just like crazy shit going on all over the zones, like just demons everywhere and like bosses spawning and different phases of it where you got to go to different places within each of the zones and kill people and or kill demons and then like kill a boss. And then you get just like, like crazy high powered gear. That's like, they're just doing a gear reset basically. Right. They just, they, they always tend to do these, like the welfare epics. Anytime there's a new expansion to just get everybody in a position where they have, a baseline of gear to just start doing quests in the new expansion that is still like vastly more powerful than the high-end raid gear from the previous expansion uh it, that might not be true there might be some overlap there but for normal players who weren't doing the high-end raids they're not these are just huge upgrades um, it just doesn't matter anymore though like i got a weapon that had like Plus three thousand intellect on it, as opposed to plus twenty eight hundred intellect, mm-hmm. and it's like these numbers are meaninglessly large at this point.
1: And it's already even been after reset even after the like once. yeah, yeah it's or K, let's yeah, lowering
0: so. everything by an order of magnitude. Yeah, you know? but I had a lot of fun, and I like I kind of want to play some more so that I can do some more of those things because I'm like getting some cool looking gear and like there's a like a pet that you can buy and and like. That. I don't know it's it's like all right this is why this is like this is this game that I liked they've made a bunch of really cool new stuff for it right it it is surprising to me I mean it's not surprising to me and I this guess. is just the lead up to the this know. is just the lead up to an expansion yeah which okay. it it's and it's really really good like this is the most ambitious world event I've ever seen and for that to happen, this late in that game's life cycle is really, really impressive. Like, it just seems like there are some people... It What it seems like is like the thing that everybody says happened to The Simpsons, but in the opposite direction where it's actually making it better is that the people working on WoW right now are people who grew up playing WoW mm-hmm. as opposed to people who invented WoW. So mm. it's like people are working on it now who are so happy to be working on it that they're just doing these like crazy ambitious things i'm just making this up but that is the that is the sense that i get from this that also i sent you a video that was linked to of just a guy talking about the design decisions behind a lot of the stuff that was happening in this expansion with a just completely unfiltered candor that I've never, ever seen come out of Blizzard before, and it was great. It was just like I didn't even care about any of the stuff that he was talking about. Just hearing this guy who's like a systems designer talk about, yeah, you know, we thought we'd want to really encourage people to do this, but we didn't want to like over incentivize this. And we know that certain percentage of people are just like not going to care about this at all. Like it just hearing a guy just talk completely off the cuff about the design of the next WoW expansion as opposed to it being like completely shrouded in secrecy and like nobody ever like saying anything except through a community lead or whatever like i don't know it's really it seems like it's probably a really fun time to be working on world of warcraft that's awesome and yeah it and I, it like i that th- that feeling is overwhelmingly coming through to me as a person playing it
2: what you play i didn't play anything outside of what we all
3: played as a group just world of warcraft
1: Yes, just. <laughs> I played a couple hours of No Man's Sky.
3: Oh yeah, me too.
0: Did we, we would like to do that as the assignment this time? Okay. So don't get super into yeah, it if you do. I don't, don't have don't to m- talk about it at all. It, is it good?
1: It's it's good if you're not expecting more than what it is.
3: It's it's hard to say. Like, the have pl- you played it? Yeah, a little oh, bit. Okay. Um so the the you're not going to get right out of the box. You're well. I mean, that then then we can go out, we can talk about the patch, but that's not what I'm talking about. Uh, what I mean is when you start the game, you're not going to get what's promised in the trailers because you have to mine rocks for a while first. Yeah,
1: you have to fix your ship before you can actually go anywhere.
3: Right, and and like I, I a couple of hours in, I still feel like I'm doing that sort of thing rather than like. Engaging with the uh, with the exploration yeah um, but I, i'm I'm still optimistic yeah. I still want to see what the game has to show me. I think it's going to live and die by like how diverse the ecology of the planets are mm-hmm. like how how convincing it is that here's a bunch of genuinely new experiences ahead of me
1: yeah I feel like I've kind of wasted a lot of my time in it from not realizing that any given planet is basically infinitely large and that you should not oh, attempt yeah. to to clear every single waypoint you see on the radar because there will always be more so if a planet is itself not very interesting you should go find another planet immediately yeah that's a
3: lesson i also learned yeah <laughs> does the planet not have variable uh, the planets all seem to be a single biome each yeah, which is which weird. is dumb but I mean, whatever. Yeah, but I mean, that's it. That's an acceptable science fiction trope. Yeah, it's it's well, it's a. It's only acceptable because it's happened so much, yeah. not because it's like, <laughs> remotely believable.
0: Well, but you're not. In the scope of a single story, it's never gonna matter that you're on different planets, except that you're far apart, right? So like. <laughs> I mean, it's like in an old story where somebody lives in the mountains and somebody lives in the forest and they're really far apart, except that, like, you have to make the stakes bigger, right? So it's mountain planet versus forest planet. I mean, I don't know. I feel like that's fine. Like, people make fun of Star Wars for having that just like a planet that's just a single biome. But, like, that's it's never going to matter that. This entire planet is different than this other entire planet, right? Well, so, the, Except the, the difference
3: between Star Wars and No Man's Sky is that you can actually like explore the entire planet, and even if you don't explore, you can like yeah, just fair enough. You know that you go anywhere here, you're going to see the same animals and you see the same plants.
1: Yeah, but considering and the, that they're the scale making, of it, taking take a photograph of every single animal on this planet,
3: yeah, that that's would true. that would
1: become impossible if if it weren't relatively small scale like
0: that yeah i mean i like knowing when i'm done with a thing in a video game no, you, know? you won't
3: know when in this game well but <laughs> like you'll the... know
0: that you've seen a planet once you've seen a yeah. planet right yes, like once true. you've dicked yeah. around on it a little bit it's not like oh what if there's something really cool on the opposite side of the planet like i don't really want that like I have that in the real world. What if there's like a really, really, really good Indian restaurant around the corner from the Indian restaurant that we ate at a couple of
3: hours ago? Which was pretty good.
0: <clears throat> I wanna I wanna share with our listeners a uh excerpt from the website for this Indian restaurant that we went to today. Um, Jim, you should talk about a video game while I find this. You
2: should you should also put okay. this on the show uh, notes if you if you can remember.
3: I, I played a little bit of uh of Doom.
2: The original Doom.
3: Uh, the uh the new Doom.
2: Oh, the new Doom. New Doom. And i
3: I had played it like two months ago. I'd played for like half an hour, and then I put it down, and I never really felt the urge to pick it up again until I was like, I I need to like put some actual time into this so I can like say I've done it and talk about it and think about it, and I put another hour in, and it's really I it's amazing how much this, I did not engage with these systems. Hmm. Like I, I liked, I actually feel like I liked doom three better than this game, which is super weird to say, because I look back on that. and I don't think of that as a good game. Um, you liked doom initially though, right? The uh, which one. doom? The new one, the new one. Uh, it was okay. Like I, the, my, my, my first play, th- my first half hour with it the my first session was um colored considerably by the choice of putting the melee attack on clicking one of the sticks which i thought was unconscionable um like that shouldn't like i frankly i think that shouldn't be an input on any any system on any controller like that's a it it feels like a the the controller is broken. It doesn't feel like it's actually deliberate and it's super awkward to do. um, And games that use it are bad. Um, Games that use it for important things, like the melee attack, which is like probably the second most important button in this. Like, why not give it a trigger or a face button? And there is actually uh, an option. You you can go to the options and one of the like four control schemes, you can put the... uh, the melee attack on like right bumper, um, which is what I did, and like that—that that was like the the defining char- like thought process and characteristic of my first session. My second session, I didn't think about that at all. So I, I feel like I can safely say like I left like that prejudice against the game behind, and I still didn't like it. And I like I can't really say why because like it you know it's you know shooting shooting. Demons in the face is pretty fun. It's it's a cool thing to like I like Mars bases. Have you uh,
2: outgrown shooting demons in the face? Is oh it, geez, I hope being? not.
3: <laughs> like <laughs> I I still really like uh the Dead Space series, although you're shooting them in like the elbow in that <laughs> game.
1: If you're tired of shooting demons in the face, you're tired of life. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah, like I, I really don't know if it, if, if it's like me, I'm just too old for for heavy metal. Shit. Yeah, I'm too old for like heavy metal imagery being cool. Mm. Maybe I don't know.
2: You were gonna retire next week.
3: That's right. Yeah, I'm not even supposed to be here today. Can I interest you in this graphics shirt? Please, with <laughs> a
0: skull with a varicolored jester's cap
3: on it. I'll, I'll, I'll wear that. I'll wear that to the office it's, tomorrow. It's metal. Yeah. It's it's metal AF. Is it is it made of chainmail? <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Uh, tell us about this uh, Indian restaurant.
2: Yeah, you 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 were spending a bunch of time looking it up.
3: No, I
0: decided it wasn't a good story. Okay,
3: <laughs> okay. It
0: was a pretty good Indian restaurant. Do you want
3: to talk about Doom instead? Yeah, I'm done talking about Doom. I think. Yeah,
0: fair enough. I haven't gone back to it. Okay. And honestly, probably won't at this point. I know myself. Dishonored 2 is coming out pretty soon. That's, oh, where, yeah. that's where I'll get my first-person shooter that starts with a D. Oh, and Deus Ex. Oh, no. I'm not thrilled about that, though, because I really disliked Human Revolution.
3: Oh, interesting. Um, so. Can you... Did you already talk about that? Should I go back and listen to that episode?
2: Oh, I don't know. It, uh, how, did you, How much of Human Revolution did you play?
0: I started it. Three or four different times, and uh, you. There is a point where, if you are not good at stealth, you just have to murder a bunch of police, and so that's the point where I just can't progress past it because I am not good at the stealth, and I like I want to do the playthrough that I did of Deus Ex where I will kill bad guys and not worry about it, yeah, <laughs> and not have to be stealthy all the time because I'm fucking terrible at stealth games except Dishonored.
2: And really empower stealth.
0: I guess. Yeah, because it dishonored really empower stealth. And also, I guess I was okay at the new Wolfenstein, which it's stealth parts were interesting. And then when you'd fail. All right. Now I'm just killing all these guys. And that's fine because they're Nazis. They're bad guys. Sure. But yeah, the the deus ex human revolution, there's a segment where you're either good at stealth or you just have to murder everyone in the police department. And so I'm just never going to get past it.
3: Wow! Yeah, can, is there like a mod that changes them into like rabid dogs? No, no, no. that'd be good. You okay killing dogs? Rabid dogs? Sure. It's for their own good. It is. Yeah. What if it was just policemen filming at the mouth? If, were they <laughs> rabid, actually rabid? rabid
1: policemen?
0: I don't know. Have they? Or have they, they, they just brushed, just brushed brushing
1: their teeth? His teeth? Yeah. <laughs> it's just
2: policemen's balls that you have to <laughs> kick.
0: Yeah, if there were non-lethal takedowns, like that's the thing. Like, I would also be fine if there were non-lethal takedowns in this game. But the way the the way that you do a melee takedown is by like fucking b- impaling people with an arm spike. Wow, really? Yeah, there's no. You can't just like choke people. And it, it's super fucked. Like, I I I feel like Tom Francis on Creighton Crowbar has made a distinction between two types of stealth games that is very, very meaningful to me, which one is where you're just learning a pattern and learning how to sneak through it, and the other is you are rendering areas safe to move around freely in, yeah. and I really like the second kind and have no interest in and no patience for the first kind. And when you take away the non-lethal takedown, you don't, like, that's that's the difference between being able to render an area safe by disabling the guards. The original right? Deus
2: Ex had the... Uh
0: darts this does too but they're just they don't give you nearly enough of them for that to be a viable thing to do like dishonored you could just like choke people and then throw them in a pile you know
2: and that was non lethal
0: yeah they weren't dead it like if you did what i did and accidentally set them on a very slight downward slope they so into five defensive. minutes later they would fall into a
3: river and die and then you would suddenly be like oh you killed somebody like <laughs> wait what Oh, that wouldn't happen in Deus Ex. You could do all sorts of shit to the unconscious people uh, and they wouldn't be considered dead still. You, like, feed them to cyber rats.
0: <laughs> right. Inject them with cyber whale hormones. I think that was Dishonored again. Hmm. You could uh, <laughs> put a weird spring-loaded blade mine on uh. them. and I mean, cyber spring-loaded Sci- cyber, cyber spring-loaded mine. blade mine mine
3: sweeper yeah oh mine sweeper i played some of that well, this past week actually no um oh, i can't <laughs> even keep up the pretense for a second <laughs> that's a good game though yeah, it's pretty fun
0: it beats working yeah uh do you want to talk about the assignment metroplexity
2: sure hmm. so we've been playing this for a couple months a month yeah. or so
1: I kind of I kind of started forgetting after the first couple of weeks, but Did you play it before, Riff? Uh no, I don't think I did.
0: I played a lot of it when it came out. So like super early.
2: Yeah. How long ago was that? S- seven or eight years, I think. Okay. Um
0: it is a it is a browser game that is a lot like Kingdom of Loathing, which is I think a thing that makes it interesting to us. Um But in a lot of ways it is very different from Kingdom of Loathing. It reminds me well it doesn't remind me of because this isn't a thing that I've encountered. It feels like somebody with a real history with pen and paper role playing games trying to make a game that is a kind of a simulation of a campaign in a pen Uh, and paper game.
1: Yeah I could kind of see that.
0: Because there's a lot of there's just a lot of characters that are in the story and involved for a long time. Like there's the story of the main quest line and like what it represents in the world just feels a lot more like a very narrative heavy pen and paper game to me than it does like a video game. And I, I don't know, that, that might just be because of the kinds of video games that I like, and that, you know, what this seems like is a story-heavy role-playing game. We, you and I, Kevin, both watched a very long Let's Play yeah, a full, of this. A full there play was, of the, that was, yeah, full playthrough of the like main quest, quest by a guy, Cryptodynamic, who um, has been playing for a really long time, I think. And the, the Let's Play is really, really good. Yeah, it's a I very, like the game so, well, so much more, more after watching that Let's Play
1: i'll have to check that out the the problem i mainly had was just going into like fighting zones and feeling like i was making no progress in them and not having any idea what i was supposed to be doing to be making progress in them and so it just felt like i was burning turns worthlessly
0: yeah it's not good at all at communicating the consequences
3: of your actions and communicating what you're supposed to be doing like the possibility they, they space definitely so like large. at the end of a combat if you lose they'll the, the game gives you like you're you need to have more defense yeah Well, but
2: that's just for combat techniques that doesn't yeah. help you like progress through the like the sort of puzzly bits of the game yeah. which is where and I got tripped like,
3: up there are
0: relatively few areas to adventure in mm. but there is so much going on in yeah. all of them And there are so many things. There are so many cases where you will get a a choice adventure that looks exactly like all of the others, but is is secretly really, really important to the way that a quest Uh plays out. Like in the very beginning, when you go, you go to like this park where there are like gang members beating up homeless people. And you're offered the choice to like help the gang members beat up the homeless people, or help the homeless people defend themselves against the gang members. And what you're choosing there is whether you want the game to be supporting you as like a ranged weapon play style or a melee well, play I mean, that's style. Not what you're choosing, it's just that's the like. Consequence. It's the consequence of it though, yeah. and it's not like nowhere you would never know that. Yeah, damn. And also, ranged weapons are way better than melee weapons. In the, during the course of the regular... During the course of the regular run, run, and helping the gang members beat up hobos is not something that anyone would choose unless they were, yeah. like, deliberately trying to be...
2: ...evil. It just... it there and, and then you have to do it, like, six times. Yeah. Before, the, before the, like, plot kicks in.
0: And I imagine that there are just, like, hidden counters in sure. zones. Like, how angry... are How much does this gang think that you are famous versus how much does this gang think that you are a chaos thetician? Uh, how angry are they at you? How much of an alert level is there right. in this area, which is a thing that happens all the time uh, that you don't really know about. And like f- killing guards changes things in a way that like running away from guards doesn't. I mean, I guess that's a lot like real life.
3: Well, so given that this person this person played Kingdom of Loathing before making this game, right? Yeah. And using the wiki is such a huge part of playing Kingdom of Loathing that I think this game was designed around the idea that the the community is going to build a wiki and use it to play the game. I think it's a huge part of playing Kingdom of Loathing competitively
0: and this game was built from the ground up to be played with that structure hmm. whereas that structure was applied to to kol way
3: after kol sort of already had a soul competitively like speed run yeah like yeah. The,
0: just doing the the loop of like going through the main quest and then starting over and then trying to do it faster um, which is i mean obviously like the way that kol encourages you to play it now but <laughs> like it to just it, it And especially in recent years, we've made an effort to move more in this direction where you can just do what the game tells you to do and make some progress and complete quests and stuff. As opposed to the way that it was many years ago and the way that Metroplexity is, which is like, yeah, if you don't look stuff up, you're probably not going to... Like, there are so many ways to fail quests in Metroplexity that you don't even really know our fail states, right? right? It's just like, oh, well, this person got killed this person would have been a quest hub for the rest of the game if they hadn't gotten killed Oh man! and like, there's a lot of that. Yeah.
2: Major NPCs can die, which dramatically limit your possibility space for how you can just get things done. Yeah. The there's game. like
0: four major NPCs that the last, like the, the next to last stage of the main quest as it exists now, because I mean, this thing is still in, in slow, but steady development. Uh, requires you to do two of four of these NPCs' quests, but all of them can get killed, I think. Maybe some of them are guaranteed to be alive. I don't remember.
3: So, it, wait, is it actually possible to, to put your game in a state where you it can't? It is not. No, there's always... There's somewhere. fallbacks,
0: but they're really difficult or really time-consuming. Yeah. Mm. like it's
2: Super suboptimal.
0: I mean, this guy who made the Let's Play beat the game in six days' worth of turns, starting with nothing and like not using anything that he had to spend real money on or anything like that. Um, but it was by the com- knowing... He
2: said, he said the competitive runs were five days. Five days, So yeah. it's... Five days seems like if you know what you're doing that's that's about as fast as you're going,
0: and knowing what you're doing is is literally just understanding the possibilities the space. consequences of making choices and yeah. what they mean in terms of the game state as opposed and knowing to knowing like everything f-
2: in figuring out how to like survive fights better and stuff, That's, but that's which, part of it though. it is part of it but but There's, I just like I, things that surprised me were like the composition of your like Attack deck can have an impact on on choice adventures that you have. Like, yeah, if oh, you that... like, want to if you want to toss a grenade into a group of guards, you have to have the grenade in your deck in yeah. your technique deck. in your deck. Technique. Yeah, it's not yeah. about having
0: a grenade item yeah. in your inventory.
2: Yeah, yeah, it doesn't it's... happen very often. It's like two or three places through the main quest line. But I was like, I
0: had I don't no think idea. I
1: Ever found a throw a grenade card? Uh. You, there
0: are you things, don't necessarily. Yeah. There are places where you like if you Because that, open... that was
1: specifically a quest bit that, that I was stuck on was not having a grenade to throw at those guards.
0: Well, there's other ways through it. I mean, you can, can just, beat just beat them, fight them. Yeah, I think I might have, but it's beat them beat really up. hard. No, no,
2: like I, don't know, I yeah. threw, I threw a grenade. If you have an
0: electrical yeah. kit, you can electrocute a bunch of right. them. Right, I by, found that
2: by accident. I found, I found the grenade by accident. I found that, but then I could not get the. It would just walk in like you own the place. That's that's where I so was stuck. So that for, one, you have oh, to we be wearing have. a particular shirt. Yes, right, like, exactly. That's <laughs> and so that's that's where I got stuck and just could not make any more progress because they are so hard to beat forward and because also because I didn't really understand how to optimize combat like seeing someone who knows what they're doing play through the game like you just do things very differently than I was doing which is he
0: ran away from a huge number of fights spent a lot of energy resting which is like sort of anathema in KOL terms once you know what you're doing it I forgot what I was going to (laughs) say
2: but actually engaging in all the the systems was like great like there was a tremendous amount of crafting yeah. <laughs> that you can do and it is non trivial and interesting and
3: right before um, on the, my last session uh it introduced a new mechanic which was it, it was using the um the combat interface to do hacking yeah
2: it's And it's a slightly different kind of yeah, combat. It's like I dice. I had no yeah. idea
3: how
0: that... I had no idea what that meant until I watched this video. Like, a given piece of software that you install on your deck gives you one die, and the six things that it shows you when you look at it are the sides of that, are the faces of that die. Oh, okay. And every time, every time you like reconnect to the server, it takes all of the dice and rolls them. And so you're like a lot of what times what you need is a particular combination of, of things. And so having dice in your deck that are more likely to come up with that combination of things yeah, is what you want. That's interesting. Um, but the way that combat normally works is you just sort of have a deck of, a deck of techniques that have a, a number on them. And in a given turn, you can sort of play a straight like if you have a three, in four, sequence, five, six, yeah. seven, you can play all of them in one turn and get a bunch of shit done in that turn. Um, but if you draw all
2: fives, you can only do one thing. Which I which so like when I was playing, I was like, well, I want to. What I want is to try to get you know sequences of four or five things to do it. At, but but he played the game only with four, five, fours, fives, and sixes ever. Yeah, and right. That's a much yeah. Cause like much Because like the stronger. low ones
1: are your melee attacks and the high ones are it seems like attacks. it yeah, yeah low ones
0: mid ones mids
2: four is like often dodging or
0: dodging or incapacitating yeah. or like the or elemental attacks or stealth attacks i think um yeah but numbers all ranged attacks are like five or higher all melee attacks are like three or lower i think yeah i don't know um which is neat because it encourages a little diversity and it's – there aren't that many things – there aren't that many character variables to to mess with. There's, think, like, different strengths uh, yeah. for different kinds of, of combat moves and then different defenses against – and enemies are playing by the same rules you are. They just have a deck of techniques and they draw and then play the biggest straight that they can. I, huh. uh, I had no idea that was happening.
2: I – you can leave yourself
0: as a PvP encounter for other people to fight, and it just uses the AI deck. to play as you with your deck.
2: I spent that first week uh, never interacting with Eclipse or any of the... Oh, that yeah. Came out of that, when,
0: in fact, what that does is it, like, open unlocks entire the entire, half of entire of the second half of the game. Yeah. So <laughs> Like, every area has an entirely different set of encounters if you're on this drug, which is the sort of central conceit of the element of the story yeah Yeah. you're
2: you're trying to figure out what Um, this is all about but you think of it you're
0: like as drugs i'm not going to do drugs that's probably bad for you in terms of game state but it's like nope this is what makes magic real
2: which is cool yeah it is the the sort of plot elements are really neat i uh there's a there's just so much going on it's it is it is overwhelming and i felt bewildered yeah a lot of the time playing yeah. it without any kind of cuz I wasn't looking at the wiki I wasn't I, I was looking at the
0: wiki I still felt bewildered a lot yeah, of the time yeah I couldn't make a lot of pro- I mean so much of what I would learn when I would go to the wiki is like well if you did this you're fucked I'm like well I did that <laughs> earlier so uh, uh.
3: a lot of the wiki is just like we don't know yet Oh okay yeah. More spading required that's another thing Yeah I I
0: like this game a lot I don't know that I'm going to, I mean, you know, I played it a lot a few years ago, and I don't know that I'm going to, like, get super back into it, but I'm really glad that we came back to it. Yeah.
2: I'm really glad to, I am I am really glad to have watched that playthrough in yeah. particular. I'll link to yeah, it in I'll the show probably, notes. Yeah, yeah sure check that
0: out. In the notes, it's yeah. in the, it's in the, uh, the assignment thread is where we found it.
2: Yeah. Um, you can, you can watch it very think, comprehensive, guy... like, uh, at, at 2x speed in YouTube, and it, it's like totally... You can follow it pretty readily. Do you think he's the person
0: that submitted the assignment suggestion? Don't remember. I don't know, but uh, yeah, it's really really good videos. Like yeah,
2: very very. And again, well I mean, explained. we are
0: we you and I are weirdly in the demo for oh, people sure. who are interested in a real deep dive on a game like this. Sure, but the like the, this crypto guy is just really good at. Explaining what he is doing to the extent that he needs to, but not more. Yeah. Yeah. If if you you, think
3: this person has done like explanatory videos on other things as well, I don't know. (laughs) If you're
2: interested in game mechanics at all, though, like there's there's a lot of depth to this game, and you get to see a lot of it in yeah. practice, which it is sounds, kind of a neat way. Interesting. Instead of seeing it from like a high level, let's just break everything down and explain it. It's just a, let's actually play the game. And as you interact with the different systems, I'll, show, I'll sort of show you how yeah. it fall, falls out. And it's great. And
0: like he, you know, he'll just say things like, well, I could do this and this would work and give me this kind of progress if I had at least like four stealth power, but I didn't find that thing earlier. So I only have three stealth power. So we're going to go a different way instead. Yeah. And like those kinds of... Like, walking choices. through your decision-making yeah. in an on-the-fly optimization puzzle is it's really is neat. really interesting to <laughs> yeah. me. Um, yeah, Metroplexity. Yep. Go play it. Go watch that guy's Let's Play if you don't play it. But go play it. We met uh, Kinnak, the guy who made it, many years ago in... I believe that he lives in Ohio. Okay. Um, I... When I try to picture him, I cannot not picture Riff. So I think he kind of oh. looks like Riff. <laughs> Riff, I think he kind of looks like you. Well, okay. which means turn, he kind of looks like Jim. You yeah. always no. have
2: you always have Riff's face in your mind. So yeah. it's possible that everyone looks like Yeah, Riff.
0: like that Willie Nelson song, Riff was always
2: on my mind. <laughs> and so for our next assignment, No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky. Yeah. It's going to be a little tricky for me to play, I think, but I'll figure it out. We, I think, it's, there's, there's, it's on the office PS4.
0: Yeah. You can play it on my work PC after I'm gone if you want.
2: Okay. When, like after you're dead. Yeah.
0: I don't know (laughs) if it has cloud saves or not, so I don't know if that's gonna. Yeah. I don't either. Can you, does it mean anything for you to like have a guy?
2: You have a ship, and to you have upgrade no your man's ship. Guy. <laughs> you like you upgrade your ship in your inventory. Okay, you, so there, you, there, you is, there is, is
0: persistence, and you don't like. Yeah, you're it, a person. And, and if you can't, die, like, I think you have
2: to start all over again. Oh wait, really? No, I think so. No, no, no. You, it's, no? It's,
1: it works like uh, Dark Souls. Actually, you go to you go to where you died and pick up your inventory. But, if but you, what if you can't? But if you die uh, before getting back there, then you create a new grave with your new inventory in it, and your old inventory vanishes forever.
3: Yeah. Is that just like resources you've gathered or is it also like your mining pick?
1: Uh, you know I, I don't I know. I haven't died
3: yet so I don't know.
1: I I don't know if that includes like upgrade. I hadn't I had not yet upgraded my mining gun when that happened to me the one time. So right. I don't so I don't know.
0: Why couldn't it be a mining sword? <laughs> Why couldn't it be a mining plowshare? Got Maybe these are things 50 you find closer to the center of the galaxy.
3: Of
0: Why couldn't it be a mining teddy bear? Why does everything have to be so violent in video games?
2: <laughs> Why can't it be a yoursing bear? Why couldn't I hug a skeleton? <laughs> you, you can hug all <laughs> that the skeletons you wouldn't be you very
1: want. comfortable.
2: For who? For you or the skeleton? It could be a. It could be a fleshy skeleton. Like that a, sounds Like a guy?
3: Fl- <laughs> sounds like a dish at a... Barbecue joint Fleshy skeleton
4: Yeah
3: <laughs> You guys uh,
0: You know who this episode Of Video Games Hot Dog Was made possible by It
2: was us The guy in the banana suit
0: what? I was gonna say Our Patreon backers what? Those are both Great answers though What <laughs> uh, Patreon backers Such as uh, <laughs> Chef Hoop- Bellingsley, floopsicore oh.
1: <laughs> Doug Wellenkamp France All of France Texts
0: <laughs> Text text Oliver Olivier Olivier text Olive France
1: Oliver Olivier
0: text Olive of France uh, get get me China Capybara Captain E Barra
1: Barry Captain William S-
0: Yogi Barra <laughs> Sam Howie Barra
1: Stam oh. Stan Sp-
0: Starm. Ha- Spam ha- ha- Hallie Laurel. Bear.
1: Hol- Holly Storm Hallie Bear. Storm
0: Thurmond.
3: Halle Barely.
1: Barely Hallway.
3: This episode is sponsored by so many more people than the last one. <laughs> Ergonomic chair. <laughs> hey, now you're just naming
0: things that aren't in the room. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, gentlemen, I've had a fantastic time recording this episode of Video Games Hot Dog with you, and I hope we do it again real soon. And listeners, I hope you'll join us. And until you do, uh, play some video games. Send us some listeners' mails,
2: and uh, keep on truckin'. Tell, tell a friend about us uh, so that they might, too, uh, listen to keep our past archive.
3: <laughs> yes. are, we, are we still on iTunes? We're on iTunes, You yeah. should rate us on iTunes. That's something yeah. you can do, right? And we leave should... us a review that just says, keep on trucking."
2: unsubscribe and then resubscribe again like a hundred times that, i think that i think that, that will boost us to the top of the charts
0: works. take out an ad in one of our crumbs underground comics and put the text keep on trucking in the ad and then in the smaller text put listen to video games hot dog available online at videogameshotdog.com.
3: thanks patreon backers yeah you're
2: great have a great week bye everyone good night right.